It may be only hinting at spring here in Chicago, but we know it's right around the corner because pitchers and catchers and games are actually being played in Arizona and Florida for Major League Baseball spring training. And we're going to break down some fun stuff as we head into Cactus and Grapefruit League here on the Sports Cubicle. It's the Marvelous One, Dan Marvel, Devin Tingle, Paul Shavari, and myself, Mike Mercado, and Paulie and I, I have something fun for Paulie. I printed out, that's right, kids, from the actual paper, the power rankings heading into this spring training. And we're going to count down from 30 to 1. I want some general reactions from Paulie, who we know is a savant who loves this game. Check out his podcast, The Baseball Weekend Journal, anywhere you get your favorite podcast at Baseball Weekend Journal. He's been breaking things all down throughout the winter meetings, the GM meetings, and now that we are at spring training. So, Paulie, before we get to the power rankings, uh, how excited are you that as of this recording, as of this weekend, as of this edition of the Sports Cubicle, the Cubs and Sox both would have played games? Yeah, I, I'm going to be watching games all weekend. Of course, by the time people hear this, I will have probably digested a few spring training games. I mean, you know, what did I tell you first thing Friday morning? I was like getting juiced for uh, Northeastern University versus the Boston Red Sox. That's that's how excited I am about this time of year when the games start. And I know it's it's spring training games, and and you know your your favorite players are only going to play maybe an inning if they even play, especially the early spring training games where it's a lot of no namers, guys that are going to get cut in a couple of weeks, guys that might not ever see major league action in their lives after after the season but I, I love that stuff because I think you start seeing what guys are trying out. You know, a lot of people put stock into spring training games uh, needlessly. Sure. You know, where it's like, you know, oh, my team only won like seven games all spring training. They're going to be bad this year. And it's like, yeah, because they were grooving pitches in. They're probably pitchers trying to test out a new pitch and just hanging out. it over the mm-hmm. plate, you know, mm-hmm. or some guys trying to take different cuts at the ball than he normally does, you know, trying different things, pulling the ball, you know, trying trying to go opposite field, trying to, you know. So don't take too much stock in the wins and losses of the game. Just get excited to see how these players are developing, what they're trying out, what they're doing, how these teams look, what sort of lineups are the managers putting together. So that's that's what I get excited about. Plus, it's a great way to kill off an afternoon. You know, when you got the day off, just pop on the game, get something done. You know, you got it on in the background. It's, it'll, it's get us, go. it'll get us to the tournament. It'll mm-hmm. get us to March Madness. So, all well, right. And, and speaking of tournaments, yeah. we also have the World Baseball Classic this yeah, year. So that's, yeah. that's something to get excited about in a couple weeks. And you'll be breaking all that down and I love hearing your international talk because during the pandemic, you really saved us with some Korean baseball <laughs> breakdown. <laughs> yeah, so we'll shot you out to that much one. Going on, yeah. right, you ready to do this? Yeah, for, let's do it. Because we have something important I do want to talk about at the end of this conversation, but a little bit of fun before we get to something serious, okay? At number 30, Cincinnati Reds. Okay. And number 29, the Washington Nationals. Yeah. 28. The Oakland Athletics. Yeah, I, I might put the A's a little bit lower than the Nationals, but okay. but yeah, the, the, those essentially the three that you named off right there are the teams that are totally rebuilding, not expected to do anything great. You might see some great players bubble up to the surface that you didn't hear about before. So what about teams like at 28, the Athletics, at 27, the Tigers, at 26, the Rockies, at 25, the Royals, and at 24, the Pirates? Don't sleep on any of those teams because I think you know that's the next tier of um, they're not rebuilding anymore. They're definitely you know making strides towards being competitive teams. Now I don't think 
any one of those four teams that you named are going to make the playoffs this year, but don't sleep on teams like the Tigers. You know, they have great talent on those teams. You know, um, you know, we have yet to see Spencer Torkelson break out and be the the stud that he was supposed to be, or, you know, Riley Green be as good as he was going to be. So, I, you know, don't sleep on a team like that. You saw flashes of the Pirates last year, you know, with, um, I think, O'Neill Cruz and Key Brian Hayes, guys like that, you know, are going to be really good. Um, Pirates are a little bit of a mess right now, but I think they're better than people give them credit for um well, the royals have always kind of seemed like they're rebuilding but they've got great talent they're bringing back zach granke again this year so you know i think they still have whit merrifield as well you know there's there's talent on that roster um and it's an easy division so i mean that you know tigers royals could be a sleeper team that could win the division just based on the fact that they play in a weak division and the white Sox, guardians and um twins don't scare me and we'll circle back to both al and nl centrals as we go along here locally for cubs and white Sox. i'm glad you you brought that up at 23 the miami marlins and at 22 the san francisco giants but we get to number 21 the chicago cubs now, spend just a few minutes on each team, but I think what's interesting about the Cubs, it, it's one of two things. And I know it's pretty easy to say just because of, of averages, but I think this Cubs season could go either way. I think they could either win the NL Central or they win 77 games. I think there's a chance that this team can win a weak division or can struggle and ship off a lot of bullpen arms, can ship off some some expiring contracts and still be looking forward to the future for a few more years with some of these young guys that they brought in, looking into maybe the Shohei Atani sweepstakes, whatever that may be. But I see the Cubs... It's just a fork of the road. It's two ways it can go. I don't think they're going to be an eighty-one and eighty, you know, an eighty-one win team. They could be right at five hundred. They, though, the like, way they're built. perhaps, but like I, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's going to be one of these. They're going to win ninety something games, or they're going to no. win sixty games. Like no. I think it's that seventy-seven to eighty-three win. They're a five hundred team, much yeah. like they were last year. But I think we kind of pegged them at five hundred or below. Mm-hmm. And I forgot where they ended up, but it was close to five hundred. It was right around. It was like 77, 78. Yeah, it was, it was somewhere yeah. about where I thought yeah. they would be. Yeah. This year, they're a little bit better than they were last year. Defensively, they look nice. Defensively, they look nice. Yeah. Offensively, they look nice. Pitch, yeah. it, it all depends on the pitching pipeline. Yeah, which which is looks better. young and nice. Yeah, yeah. young and nice. Looks, yeah, young, yeah better than nice. it has in years. Yeah. I, I think it's easy to be optimistic if you're a Cubs it, fan. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, you know, you're looking at it through cubby colored yeah, lenses yeah. right now and I think and against the few years that we've seen this looks so much more yeah. promising that yeah it and, totally and of course that. you're comparing it to a, a weak central yeah, division 100% again, more you than know, you already named mm-hmm. off two teams below them mm-hmm. that shouldn't be expected to do mm-hmm. anything but there's a lot of question marks with you know you know yeah it's nice to get a scratch and win on Cody Bellinger but because if, he it, gonna, yeah. if it hits you know this is a guy that was MVP 100%. quality a few years ago 100%. but at the same time there's maybe a reason for that drop and are you going to pay him if he snaps that, and that too and then yeah. Eric Hosmer is another one which is like an older less higher of a ceiling but now, at the same time it could all click Baseball if Matt Mervis like clicks yeah. yeah if Justin Steele if you get Cody Hoyer like there are plenty of young well, people the, you know there. can Patrick Wisdom hit the ball you know can, you know like oh, where where's Horner gonna fit into things you the know? kids that yeah. are down in the in the in the minor, minors yeah, like, right like now Brennan Davis yeah. uh, those guys yeah I mean, there's a lot to be excited about with the Cubs but honestly I'd be shocked if they win the division yeah this year. I mean I, I'm as a betting person, just because of what the Sharks are giving me as odds, yeah. I'm willing to say they'll win a division on a betting board. Yeah. I don't know in reality if we're making predictions like, oh, they're going to win the NL Central. Mm. But if you're willing to give me decent odds on a betting website, sure. I'll take it simply. I like some of the moves. They might be fun to play game to game on the That's run what it's going to be. Though, yeah. They're going to be. A, that's what I think more than it is, Paulie. And we'll move on from the list because I do want to get to some White Sox too. Is 
I think more than anything, they're a pro team now. Mm-hmm. It's like they're going to be in games. So they might, the games that they lost by accident or because they were a bad team, they might win. And that changes the entire season. Cup fans, do not book your tickets to late October into a series for the World Series. But September might be interesting. No, but at least we don't have to bide our time exactly. waiting for Jason Hayward's contract yes. to end. Bingo. You know, they're Thank not you. they're not committed to bad Shout money. They're not committed to yeah. bad players. Mm-hmm. That, you know, they they're at a point where, like you were saying, they could be in on the Shohei Otani sweepstakes mm-hmm. next year. They might be a couple players yeah. away. You know, yeah. kind of fill in rushes. This is going to be the year where you see um, that next Cubs division champion or that next Cubs playoff team. Some of the core members are Around. probably going to be popping up this year. It's a great way of putting it. Yeah, there's definitely that opportunity of of seeing that mixture, those ingredients become something. Whether it ends up with a commissioner's trophy or just ends up with an entertaining team, it's all within the realm of possibilities. But we'll run through a couple of these really fast because I do want to end up with the the good guys on the south side. So at 21, the Chicago Cubs will be cu- covering that and seeing how that plays out, of course. Baseball Weekend Journal, Paulie, Dangerous is you, all over You it. mentioned Miami already, and I yeah. think they're going to be an interesting team. I, yeah. think, I think that's a team that people are sleeping on, especially after they made that they trade. Cy Young. The uh, yeah, Cy Young Award winner, but they traded Pablo Lopez for uh, Luis Arias from the Twins. Mm. That kind of fills them out a little bit. Yeah, they got rid of their captain uh, Miguel Rojas going to the the Dodgers, but I, that's an interesting team that yeah. they're building in Miami, and, and they're in a tough division. Yeah, tough, division, tough division, tough, very tough yes, division. Yeah. But, but um, an interesting team nonetheless. So twenty one, the Cubs. Twenty Arizona. We're gonna run through these a little bit fast. See, 19. Arizona surprised me how high they are, but at I the know, same time, I, I think I think people sleep on them a lot, yeah. and maybe that's why. That'll be something as we go on later on this this uh, tra- uh, spring training we'll talk about. Red Sox at 19, Orioles at 18, the Rangers at 17. Another team you and I are really going to have to talk about because of uh, the amount of spending and some of the the Jacob deGrom deal. So we'll get into that as the season goes a little Plus bit Bruce deeper. Bruce Bochy at the helm, too. Yeah, so like, which is interesting. That's a team that mm-hmm. should be performing better than 17th. At 16, the Los Angeles Angels, a team that both teams in Chicago are going to have interest in. A lot of interesting players, a lot of moving parts. We'll see what happens if they decide to actually sell the team. I don't think they got the amount of money they were hoping to maybe get offered, which is why you've seen it kind of cool down a little bit. But at 16, the LA Angels are really interesting. i got to look at rosters again, but uh, Brandon Drury seems to be the only name that pops out to me that they improve their roster with. Yeah, We do this every year with the Angels. Uh, Yeah, we do. I I mean, how many games did uh, Trout and Otani finally play together last year? And they still couldn't you know improve things so I, I you know I know they're no longer committed to that bad Albert Pujols contract uh Anthony Rendon didn't work out quite the way that they thought it would I and now um Artie Moreno is not planning on selling the that team that was a thing uh-huh so mm-hmm. so the, I mean you know is it going to be more of the same with the Angels I expect it to be I'd, be I'd be shocked this year too if they made the playoffs but at the same time I think now that the Astros won another World Series you're going to see a little bit of a drop off from them and I don't know if Seattle's totally real yet and of course we have the Texas Rangers in the fold as well so oh, yeah. and it's it's an interesting division I just think people because of Otani and Trout are very high on the Angels and two players aren't going to win it for you you need to Field 25 every single day. You're here on the Sports Cubicle. It's the marvelous one, Dan Marver, Devin Single, Paul Chivari, and myself, Mike Mercado. We are looking at these power rankings from ESPN.com as we have our Cubbies and our Sox playing their first games in spring training. And speaking of the White Sox, we saw the Cubs at 21. Both Paul and I are interested to see how this plays out for this new look Cubs team, a new, really nice looking defensive team, but a team that's looking for the bounce back at 15 are Chicago White Sox as well. So we have the Cubs and White Sox, about six ranking yeah. from apart. And I think and they're being very generous to the White okay, Sox. Okay, I wanted to go weird. this way like, with like, you. Okay. It surprises yeah. me that they would have the Rangers and the Angels below the White Sox, mm-hmm. considering, you know, we, we've talked about it ad nauseum on, on this show mm-hmm. about what they didn't do 
in the off season, and, and then the fact that you know you don't even know right now if Mike Clevenger is really going to fulfill his thirty wins. If he's, so hold on yeah, to that Clevenger yeah, okay, thing because yeah. that'll be the you end know, so like, of this so conversation. We, so we still have like yeah. rotation issues. Yeah. Um, yeah. All of that stems on can Pedro Grafal keep the team accountable? You know, for their actions. But I just heard a recent interview with Tim Anderson where he's trying to blame the media for some of the the stuff around the team. And at, at the same time, it's like, you guys didn't win. You guys were a mess. Don't blame the media for that. So that is something that I, I hope you and Devin are really going to get a chance to break through over the next few weeks, whether it's this edition of the Sports Cubicle or the next few weeks of kind of that new feel from that interview that came out with Chuck Garfine and Tim Anderson. Uh, Tim Anderson. So I will lo- I'm will. i so excited to hear two White Sox perspectives, two White Sox fans, and somebody like you who's a lover of baseball and the history and kind of seeing how this White Sox team went from those are some cool players, those are our guys, to what is wrong with them in three years? Let's let me plant this right yeah. now. This is the first red flag because, okay. like I was saying, it all stems on Grafal being able to hold the team accountable. That was number one. What yeah. Grafal said when he came in was accountability. But then when you have Tim Anderson blaming the media for the way they were covering the team, that says to me that the message has not resonated enough with him. I know Grafal can't control everything that comes out of Tim's mouth, but that seems like a total lack of accountability to, you know, you got to ride with us, you know, we got to be pulling from the same string, you know, saying things like that. And it's like, no, you guys were a mess. Mm -hmm. You guys were a total mess. I don't want to list all of the reasons right now. We need to move on from 2022. And And, and already that's a bad start. 2023 is off to a bad start and they have yet to throw a pitch as you and I are, are it's so recording this. It's so frustrating, Paulie. And we have to move on because we could do this for the next 30 yeah. shows on the White and all this. But yeah, I, think, I think ESPN's finally being generous yeah, to the White Sox yeah. with this list. So we'll and we'll circle back to the Clevenger thing in just a moment. So we'll run through these really fast, okay? At 14, you have the Minnesota Twins. Okay. At 13, the Brewers. At 12, the Guardians, and at 11, the Cardinals. Just a quick minute on, on that. This well, is what I'm saying, One of those though. four teams has got to win their division. This is exactly my point. Is One of those four teams has got to win that division. To, right? And if it's not one of those four teams. But this is right now where you're listening to all these like fringe teams. Like, Of course, someone is going to have to be the division representative in the playoffs and get into the divisional round automatically. But And the wild card weirdness. The, the wild card weirdness. Yeah, so one of these teams might end up in the wild card. You know, but... It's these are these you're at that point now the list of these fringy well they should be better than what we're giving them credit for but they are not as good as the teams that you're about to list off which is why I think White Sox and Cub fans should have some form of a little bit of optimism in February and March because you're not looking at the teams that we're going to see on the top half but this they're is right just some there sort for of you. arbitrary power course, ranking list course, and power rankings have really no science to course, it other than February, preference no. yeah it's but it's, it's, all, it's all preference hey, hey. And, and I think the White Sox are miles behind. The Cardinals. We we have an hour to fill. Okay, I know. We, we okay, need to do yeah. we, hey, 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 Paul. Okay, the fans but, of sports keep it going. But, but where where are the Cardinals ranked? Eleven, you said. Yeah, and the White Sox are fifteen. Yeah, and I think there's way more space in between the and quality I disagree. of those two teams. We're purely off talent and what expectations are, and what ceilings are, and what projections are. These teams, I do feel, are a lot closer than historically speaking. Yeah. But this is why I'm telling you. I'll it, let you know in a month. For sure. But this is why, <laughs> you know, we make the joke of it. It's only February. Yeah, it's yeah. We got to fill content is, you know, just wait until, what, August when we're doing NFL power rankings. Yeah, and, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. talking about Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr. But we'll go by these really fast so that we can get Paulie a few minutes on Clevenger. Ten is the Mariners. Nine are the Rays. Eight are the Phillies. Seven are the Blue Jays. Six are the Dodgers. Five are the Padres. Four are the Mets. Three are the Yankees. Two are the Braves. And one are your defending 
Major League Baseball World Series champion, Houston Astros. Paulie, in one minute, your thoughts of the top tier teams. It's, it sounds about right, right? The Rays, I can't figure out the Rays, and that's maybe my problem, but I, I don't think they deserve to be a top 10 team. I get why they're always up there because, uh, you know, I always sleep on them. A lot of people always sleep on them, but I don't see how they improved. And, and with, with, I'd have to look at rosters. I forgot yeah. there's there's a key loss to that team. You know, I think, you know, G-Man Choi, I think, is on the Pirates now, I want to say. You know, so it's like there's some moves you, you lose made. some of the, the chemistry or some of the, the look of that team a little bit, but they always seem to crank out great pitchers out of nowhere. So I think Rays are a little bit too high on the list. I think, you know, people love the Mets for some reason. Spend and a lot I, of money. I, I don't think adding Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander are going to be the complete thing. What And I know you'll break this down on uh, Baseball Weekend Journal. Who regrets, who's going to regret their moves more? The Rangers signing the Grom or the Mets signing Verlander Scherzer? Performance-wise. Performance-wise, probably the Mets just because they're committing to two old dudes and the bottom okay. should drop off. But at the same time, the Rangers know the injury history that comes with DeGrom. Yeah. And, and the Rangers kind of feel like we've seen this happen with teams before. Like the the Padres from like 10 years ago kind of did this where it's like they go kind of all in on guys like Adrian Gonzalez and dudes yeah. like that. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, on paper, this team looks like a bunch of killers. But then they struggle to get to 500 and then they have to blow the whole thing up and start over. That's what the Rangers, the Rangers should be good. But that's what the Rangers feel like to me. Yeah, it's like, okay. all right, you committed a lot of money to like four or five good players. Can you get that return? So Paulie will be all over this. He's one of the best in the business. I, I I love hearing him go ahead and nerd out, dork out, and meatball out for Major League Baseball. It's the Baseball Weekend Journal. But as we wrap up here on this uh, segment of the Sports Cubicle, Mike Lovinger, still a White Sox. Gonna pitch, no repercussions. We'll see all this allegedly. His lawyers talking about suing six seventy the but score. Has he? I mean, the, no, I think not the yet. Score they haven't received they anything. Haven't received yet. And, and even then, I don't think there's any case there. You know, the 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 yeah, potential no defamation. defamation case, no, because you know it's it's they're talking to the uh, accuser. What, what's weird to me is. Did did this woman get advice from her lawyers that mm-hmm. it was okay to go on the radio and talk about this? I know there's not a criminal investigation going on. It's a domestic violence MLB investigation. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, the worst they can do is just suspend him. He's not going to see jail time for it. But it just seems weird to me that during an ongoing investigation, she would crow to the media about it. I know that the, the station did their due diligence or you know did did their responsibility from a journalistic standpoint to give her the the um, the platform the platform yeah mm-hmm. the voice. Um, so I don't know, and I and I don't want to take sides on this thing because sure. this is like the Trevor Bauer thing. Is everyone's quick to vilify him, but we don't know what happened exactly. And I and I think that it's it's the twofold thing of like, well, you should listen to a woman when she's crying about domestic violence, but at the same time, not every woman is completely forthright and honest. So you don't know unless you're there investigating the facts and talking to these people and looking into those things. So I'm not going to choose a side, but at the same time, I think he. I didn't listen to her interview. So I can't really speak to her, but I heard what Clevenger said, and he seems really immature about all of this. Yeah. And it's not making him look good at all. It doesn't make the organization look good either. I yeah, and it will yeah, and that that you know, the organization has already done a lot of things where it's like we don't really know we can't really trust the the Chicago White Sox as as an organization, the way they go about their business. And 
if it's found out, you know, obviously Major League Baseball is going to, you know, act if if he did something wrong. Um, but if, if the White Sox, if it's proven that the White Sox were aware of this when they signed him, when there was guys like Johnny Cueto still available that wanted to play on the team, that's a terrible look for the White Sox. So I, I'm, I'm hoping that all of this is a bunch of noise, but I anticipate that we're not going to see Mike Clevenger make his final start in September for the ball club. And we'll see these allegations, domestic violence, domestic abuse towards the the woman in question and, of course, the child, their child. So we'll see how this plays out. And we are so fortunate to have one of the best in the business who's going to cover all this stuff on the field, off the field, uh, in the front office and everything in between. It's the Baseball Weekend Journal with our very own Pauly Dangerous, Paul Shivari. Let us know your thoughts. We're on Twitter at Sports Cubicle TV. The story with Michael Clevenger, how has it affected you as a White Sox fan and your relationship with the team? What are your thoughts of the power rankings? Where did your favorite team land? We're on Twitter at Sports Cubicle TV. It's the marvelous one, Dan Marver. It's Devin Tingle. It's Paul Shivari. I'm Mike Mercado.